Hey guys, it's your host, Avery Carl. Welcome to the Short Term Show special episode series on Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm super excited to do this 10 episode deep dive into this market with you. And I wanted to make a few notes for you first. So if you wanna set up a search for properties or see current purchase prices or current income numbers in this market, you can do that at our website, theshorttermshop.com. If you just wanna connect with us and hang out and talk about short-term rentals more, you can do that in our Facebook group. It's the same title as my book. It's called Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. And you can also find the information on all of our other market short-term show special episode series there as well. So we look really forward to hanging out with you over the next 10 episodes and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Short Term Show special episode series on Myrtle Beach. Today we're going to be talking about calendars and pricing with the best calendarer and pricer that I have ever seen or dealt with, Mr. Luke Carl. Luke, do you want to introduce yourself really quick? You got a look on your face. Calendarer. Calendarer. You're calendar. good at calendar. Yeah, you're good at calendaring. I'm a calendar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Director of education for the short-term shop, uh, full-time rental real estate. I've got all sorts of different uh, properties. I'm a landlord, if you will. I'm good at renting real estate and um, making sure that uh, people have great places to vacation. And uh, I teach a class called Management Monday for the short-term shop, which you're welcome to come every Monday if you buy a house. And I have my own podcast, Short-Term Rental Management, every Tuesday morning. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. So let's talk about <laughs> the Myrtle Beach market. So, I mean, let's let's dive right in. So seasonality very, very similar to many other Southeastern beach markets, not South Florida. We're talking panhandle of Florida, Gulf Coast, Alabama, uh, and Texas, and of course, the North Carolina beaches. So what we see here is a really uh, very seasonal market between May and the end of October. So you're going to make all of your money between May and the end of October. Uh, beach markets are seasonal. That is what they are. What you want to pay attention to is the gross annual income, not the seasonality of the property. So um, our, I like to give an example. If you guys have been listening to me at all, you've probably heard this before. So we've got two properties, one on the beach and one in the mountains, comparable size, paid the same amount for both in the same year. And the, the one in the mountains has like an 85% occupancy rate. The one at the beach has a 62% occupancy rate. So I hear people all the time go, oh, no, I don't want to buy on the beach because it's seasonal. It is. But that beach property makes about $45,000 year, a year more than the mountain property. So you want to really look at that income more so than the seasonality because, yes, beach markets are seasonal. I say I've repeated this three times already on this podcast. I repeat it probably 1,000 times a year. But every year I have people come to me and say, oh my God, it's November and I was so booked in June and I'm not booked right now. What do I do? And I'm like, you don't you don't get booked. It's the beach. People aren't going to the beach in November. And that's just, just the way that it is. But I digress. I just kind of wanted to go over the general seasonality of this market. And I will let Luke talk more about the pricing and and the calendars here. So Luke, you start wherever you want to start. No, yeah, and you're totally right. And I will get in the weeds on that a little bit, just in case anybody like a number junkie listened to what you just said. That I, mm -hmm. I will say that probably today that beach house is worth more than that mountain house. But her point is, 
you can make just as much, if not more, uh, depending on, you know, obviously the house in the market uh, with less nights rented per year in a beach market than you can uh, in other areas. It's just the way it is. People don't really want to go to the beach when it's cold outside. Um, and Myrtle is no exception. There are things going on in the wintertime. We'll get to that. But just in general, you can expect a beach calendar um, to be pretty dead in the wintertime, obviously. Uh, I would say maybe December through February and then March 1st. Things are going to pick up a little bit, uh, if not a lot. First first week or two of March are going to be a little on the slow side. And then second week of March moving forward, really all the way in through, through uh, October-ish are going to be pretty full. That's where we start to get in the weeds. There are some uh, subtleties about different parts of the spring, summer, and fall that you need to pay attention to. And of course, if you use the short-term shop, we actually do have uh, charts on seasonality for each one of our markets that you're, you'll get when you come to class with me. And they will kind of show you, you know, uh, in a nutshell, what the uh, year looks like. But I'll, I'm happy to describe that to you now. Um, so, you know, we've we've already mentioned Mar uh, January, February, March, starting out with a 12-month calendar year here. Um, and then April is going to be very, very busy. You got all the spring breaks, most of the spring breaks in April. You got Easter break. Most of the time in April this year, it's late May, uh, late March, but it's pretty much April. So April is, um, you know, it's it's heavy based on when these folks are out of school. Because a calendar year in, in all vacation rentals, I should uh, mention that, should have mentioned that already, is heavily dependent on school. And uh, most schools in the Southeast are going to have, uh, uh, you know, e uh, April spring breaks. And each school is going to have a different April spring break. So, you know, we live in a beach town in the Southeast as well. So we always know it's it's Alabama's uh spring break this week. It's Georgia's spring break this week. It's Tennessee's spring break this week because all those different schools are coming in. You know, we're talking about college folks and that kind of thing, but, but not necessarily college folks. The, the youngsters are going on spring break as well. And the parents are taking them, uh, to, uh, to, to the beach. And, and so, uh, anyway, let me get back to the calendar. May rolls around, uh, and things are, are pretty dead, uh, because spring breaks over. We're back in school. Avery, you got some sort of, sort of uh, shadow on your face that's making you look like a fence that is very distracting. I don't know if it's coming from fence. the... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. There's a... Here. If I scoot this way, it's not as bad. The because or something. It's, the, it's the reflection off of a car over there. Sorry. I'm sorry to everyone that I look like a fence. No, no. Yeah, we can edit that out anyway. But it, <laughs> if I sit yeah. right here, if I sit in the shadow, I'm, I'm good. Well, I just you know, was looking out for you because I know if you ever see this, you're going to be, why do I look like a fence? Oh, I've I've been on so many of these now that I like I've. I've she's fenced before. Yeah. Oh, man, I've had COVID on these. I've been looking like hell. So this is if, if a fence is the worst, then I'm OK with that. First line of defense. Hey, we're getting it done here at the short term show special episodes. Anyway. Uh, where were we? May is going to be slow. And you got to remember that because you're, you're sitting there thinking, oh, it's summertime. The weather's nice. That's why that's one of the many reasons why May catches you by surprise. Well, the weather's nice. Why is there nobody coming to my house? It's because they already spent all their money on spring break and they're getting ready to spend even more money on their summer vacation. There's only so many vacations that people can go on, right? So May tends to be a little bit on the slow side. You can and will get bookings in May, <laughs> but you got to work on them early. And I'm talking like January, February. And what do I mean by work on them? May specials on your listing. Maybe drop your prices 10%. 10% May specials. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's no different than selling any kind of product that your retail clothing store sells or whatever the case may be. 
So, and then from uh, June, July, August, uh, we're, we're spoiled. June, June July, uh, especially, are going to be hitting hard. Uh, no thinking involved, really, with June and July. You're just trying to figure out what's the most I can get for these nights. And you get spoiled. And then you got to, you know, I, to me, the most important part there is keeping an eye on who you're putting in there for 4th of July. That's important because uh, big major holiday folks tend to not be the greatest. They can be not the greatest guests. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, <laughs> like the type of people that don't really get out of the house that much, or there's a lot of stress involved because they're bringing family members they haven't seen in a while. And there's more involved with management when it comes to these heavy holidays, but um, you're going to be uh, rewarded with the big rents on that. So um, anyway, so then uh, August is another one you got to kind of look out for, especially first couple of weeks of August, uh, the summer trips are over. Kids are going back to school a lot earlier than they used to when I was a kid. Uh, so August is when they go back and they've already kind of, you know, done their summer vacation. They spent their money. They, they're uh, they're kind of settling back into a groove of real life in August. All of a sudden, you know, it becomes a little bit more real. Um, and then once they're back in school, they're trying to figure out ways to get back out of school. And uh, so the end of August can be OK. Sep uh, September is rough. September can be rough. Uh, it's not as bad as, say, a mountain market in a lot of cases because you do have the great weather. And also, you can encourage your guests in, in a Myrtle Beach and say, hey, the beach will not be nearly as full in May, but the weather's fantastic. So come on down, you know, put that in your listing. You're selling a product at the end of the day. So put that in your listing. May's not going to be as busy. We're happy to offer a 10% discount, but the weather's going to be great. Come on, get in the water, you know. Um, and then, uh, and then October, uh, things do actually tend to be pretty decent back when I first got into beach markets, October was the beginning of winter. And now that's changed. Uh, October will get some decent traction and, um, and you know, you might even have an on par to September, uh, October, or maybe even a little higher in some cases. Now, that being said, you do need to pay attention to it. It's not just going to be easy to get an October booked. And then we're moving into November and December, which those two months are, are going to be pretty dead. And you should be able to get Christmas and Thanksgiving booked. I would look for a five or six, maybe a seven night minimum, if at all possible, depending on your property. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of variables involved. But, um, you know, there's no guarantee you're going to get Thanksgiving and Christmas, but pretty good chance. And then once we're really into the thick of things like this, you know, November uh, through uh, November through February, with the exception of major holidays, uh, MLK, uh, maybe for uh, Valentine's Day, maybe. And then, of course, New Year's. It's going to be fairly slow. Now, of course, we do need to keep in mind that if you've got a small property or a condo, we have a lot of condos in Myrtle Beach. It's a very popular product that a lot of people buy. We love to sell the condos in Myrtle Beach. Very condo-friendly market. You can definitely snowbird those. You know, that's where you're going to put somebody in there on a lease uh, for maybe two, three months. In the winter time, they might do December, January, February. Usually, they like to do January, February, March. Uh, personally, I would like to have them kind of be done with their lease by the end of, of February because I know I can start getting the short-termers back in there in March, that kind of thing. Maybe you give them the first two weeks of March. Uh, keep in mind that in if we're just generalizing, uh, the Snowbird lease people, the people who are going to live in this home, really, uh, midtermers, if you will, um, they are going to want something inexpensive, which also generally means small. So if you've got anything bigger than maybe a one or even maybe even two bedroom condo is start, starting to get a little too big, 
you know, you might not end up with a snowbird, but you might. And you find those on local Facebook groups. You might even find them on Verbo, uh, depending on how you're marketing, et cetera. So all things to consider. And that's just kind of a 12-month uh, calendar in a nutshell. Keep in mind, there are a lot of pricing softwares out there that it will do the heavy lifting for you. Price Labs will give you a great um, you know, uh, idea of what you should be renting your property for. It will even price your property for the entire year. And Price Labs is, is extremely accurate and it does a great job and it's very inexpensive. There's other ones to choose from. There's a wheelhouse uh, beyond pricing, et cetera. But uh, Price Labs is the overwhelming favorite and it does a fantastic job. It's inexpensive, but you can't just let it sit and forget about it. Well, you can, you know, if you're a busy person with a, you know, a huge job that you don't really need to milk this property for every single penny and um, it's just something for your family to use. That's a great way to do it too. Price Labs can do that for you very easily. But if you want to get in there and really, you know, <laughs> hammer this house or this condo to make as much money as humanly possible, you're going to need to get in there and shift gears constantly uh, with uh, Price Labs to get you, you know, to to correct RPMs with the car analogy. <laughs> but back to Myrtle Beach uh, specifically, I do want to kind of cover some, you know, seasonality aspects of the market and things to look out for. You do have the Summer Lights Festival, which is huge, and that runs for a very long period of time in the uh, uh, Brook Green Gardens, uh, basically the entire summer. They got a concert series at the Boathouse, uh, Country Music Festival in June, and uh, Summerfest, uh, which runs for a couple of months at Barefoot Landing. And uh, there's a lot of golf involved in Myrtle Beach as well. It's a huge golf area. Um, am amateur golf tournaments going all summer long, August and September sp specifically. Also, let's not forget, this is a fairly a flyable market. This is a fly-in market for a lot of folks. Uh, there, you, you will go to a lot of uh, airports in the southeast or on the eastern seaboard and see Myrtle Beach as a gate. That is not common for a typical vacation town. You know, we live in, in a vacation town. You're not going to see the name of my town at a, uh, an airport in uh, Atlanta unless you're looking real hard and you're there the right time of day. It is pretty common. Oh, that's actually the only airport that you will see that. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, well, Atlanta leads everybody to Chicago, everywhere. no. Chicago, yeah, you Chicago, won't. Chicago, no. But, you you know, you could go to like a Charlotte airport or, or uh, you know, a smaller – Charlotte, not, not that Charlotte's small, but you – you know, just a regular old airport and you're going to see Mar Myrtle Beach on the sign. You know, you're not going to see uh, maybe a Destin, Florida or, uh, or an Outer Banks, you know. Um, so Myrtle is is a little bit more of a fly market than, than uh, but it's very drivable as well. You got many metros within the uh, driving area, Wilmington, Charleston, uh, Columbia, Fayetteville. Of course, a lot of folks are flying in from Charleston, you know, because it's a cheap, easy, super quick flight, that kind of thing. So yeah, lots of Atlanta people also. Atlanta's the hub, you know, that's the major hub of basically the entire Southeast right there with millions and millions of people living there. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida is not all that far. Um, uh, well, Jacksonville is on the beach. They're not going to go to Myrtle Beach, right. beach but Myrtle I see, where, cool I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah they have, you know what they have in Myrtle Beach that, that no other beach market can offer? Uh, Doc Antle from Tiger King. His, oh, Tiger his King. whole yeah. thing is in Myrtle Beach. Uh, <laughs> I was just there. Uh, well, last uh, spring I ran the the Myrtle Beach Marathon, which, by the way, was spectacular. It was, I mean, it's very difficult to find a good marathon. And I've, I'm a huge runner, and it's, I've run a marathon in, in many uh, more states than not. And uh, their their marathon is fantastic, and uh, and it's just a gorgeous town. You know, the the real estate is beautiful, and the beaches are great, and and we can't say enough good things about it. Just love Myrtle. 
Love Myrtle, but uh, and it is, and we've said this on a bunch of previous episodes. The most affordable beachfront property you can get. Period. And you know there are some events in the fall to keep an eye on. You know, just 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 Google it. Google uh, Myrtle seasonality. You're going to find a lot of stuff. But uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, Christmas activity as well. So you know, if you're not getting Christmas booked, you probably didn't try hard enough. That kind of thing. They do have the Christmas show of the South. They call it, and that goes uh, runs uh, all all through the Christmas season and. Um, the Dickens Christmas show as well. And so there's a lot of stuff going on all, all periods of time throughout the year. You got about 18 million visitors coming to the area, uh, depending on the year. Uh, that was a 2022 statistic, which was obviously a very heavy year and about $12 billion, $12 billion, uh, coming to the area to be spent on tourism on an annual basis. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a great place to to be doing exactly what we're doing. It definitely fits in the short-term shop uh, box as far as being a vacation rental-friendly market and uh, a great place to uh, take your family. Awesome. So, at what point would you start if you're not getting if you're if you're not seeing bookings starting to happen for some of these high seasons? At what point should you start to like look into it and be making tweaks? How how far out? Uh, there's no wrong answer there. You know, so, same thing with Christmas. Uh, I, I, and also there's, there's some folks that don't do it at all. There's some folks will just keep it because there's, there's a strategy there where you can keep your price super high and be kind of the last person standing on, you know, a June or a July or a Christmas. And you can make more money doing it that way. I don't like to do it that way because it's a management nightmare. You're dealing with somebody who probably would have picked somebody else's house had the, you know, the, uh, the playing field been level, but they forgot and, or their last minute, Oh man, let's go to the beach. You know, let's go to the beach. Oh, let's go to Myrtle for the 4th of July. And it's like, you know, and like Avery and I, we do that a lot. We're like, Hey, let's go over here and do this next weekend. And it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you can't even get in next weekend, you know? So there, but there are folks that'll price that way on purpose where they'll just leave things really high and uh, maybe drop it within the, you know, a week out or two weeks out and, and you, or maybe not even drop it at all, or maybe even raise it, you know, and then you can get like the highest. There's some people that want to get the most per night for those dates than anybody in the entire County. Um, it, it doesn't really work for me because then you're getting somebody, like I said, that's just picking what the, the only thing they could find, um, I've had that happen in certain situations where maybe somebody canceled a 4th of July and I was like scrounge, you know, like last minute trying to get somebody in there. Obviously they're not going to get a full refund if they cancel last minute. Again, we're getting in the weeds there on management. Um, but, uh, it's just not my style. I want my 4th of July, my heavy summer, even just regular June and July. I want those to be filled up. I think my sweet spot personally for those is going to be April. I would like by April, I want my June and July to be pretty much filled up, um, especially the weekends. Maybe I'll have a Monday, Tuesday hanging around, you know, doing nothing. But uh, uh, that for me, yeah, about I would say about six weeks out for for heavy, you know, like uh, on the short term shop calendars, we have flames on those those flame dates. We want those to be booked uh, personally about six weeks, maybe even seven weeks somewhere. And I think that's my sweet spot for the amount of money I made versus also uh, quality of guest. All right. Well, that was pretty comprehensive. You're great because I don't have to interview you. you just go. <laughs> yeah. You just wind me up, man. It's like, a, well, I don't know, tin soldier. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, June through, through June through August is your heavy season. That's your bread and butter. That's where you're going to make most of your dough. And you got to make sure you're, you, you know, in any beach market, you got to stock up your nuts 
for wintertime and get over that. Get over that. A lot of noobs. Exactly like Avery said, they make the mistake. Oh man, I'm not going to make any money in, in, in December. I'm not buying in this market. Well, I mean, there's no guarantee in the mountains or anywhere really, you know, so um, get over that. I like the fact that I don't have to really worry about my beach, my beach properties for two or three months a year. It's like being a school teacher. Get some time off. Yep. What All else? right. Um, I think that's really it. I mean, I guess we could touch on higher occupancy. So larger properties versus smaller properties and the differences in occupancy rate that you can expect there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bigger property is always going to have less nights booked per year. That doesn't mean, you know, uh, percentage wise that it's not making the same amount, if not more, you know, based on purchase price versus revenue, that kind of thing. Uh, but you know, you're, you're definitely going to look at, you know, it could be anywhere from 10 to 20% lower on a big property on annual occupancy, uh, versus a one or two bedroom, especially a condo condos to at least to me. And, and it's, this is again, a big condo market. I, I want that thing to be pretty well booked. I want it to be a little bit more like a kind of a machine, right? It's going into service and it's going to crank it out. And, um, but you know, there's, it runs the gamut. Some folks like to price high and have lower occupancy. Some folks like to price low and have higher occupancy. I do find myself to be in that higher occupancy, uh, category more often than not. Although as I've gotten a little older, I am slightly less concerned with that. And just, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, gross revenue is, is, is your, is your, your, your KPI and, and, uh, you can compare and it's another thing. Once you've been doing this your first year, it's probably not going to be, you know, um, your greatest year ever. It's not, it's, not, it's sure not going to be, sorry, I couldn't get her to stop that. <laughs> um, it's not going to be your greatest year. So, uh, but once you have 12 months, historical data, you can compare it next year. What was my December last year? What's my, what's my January last year? And then you set goals because that's the biggest difference between long-term and short-term rent, uh, as far as the, uh, rent numbers are concerned. Well, there's two big differences. Number one, your rent is the same for 365 days in a long-term rental. And you got 300, 365 different prices on a short-term rental. And then um, in a long-term rental, you're guaranteed. You know exactly how much is coming in. On a short-term, you have no idea. You know, I mean, the only way to get an idea is to have historical data with what you're capable of, which is way more important than what the property is capable of, for real. Um, so you figure out what you're capable of, and then you try and beat it the next year. What did I do last January? Let's compare those side by side. How much do I need to make this year? Let's see if we can get another two, 300 bucks this year in January, um, whatever the case may be. Just set goals. Setting goals is, is the uh, is the way to have success in this in, in, in vacation houses. Totally agree with that. Um, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you think the listeners would benefit from hearing in terms of calendars and pricing? I think my main thing would be that Price Labs is the greatest tool ever, but it is not a set it and forget it. Sometimes you have to get in there or not sometimes, oftentimes you, you need to be getting in there and making tweaks and, and doing things. Don't just expect it to do everything for you. It is a system that you have to manage just like any system. The love you make is equal to the love you take, you know? So you got to get in there. But, <laughs> on that, that note. <laughs> no, but you know, this is exactly what I'm saying. But so in other words, if you're, if you're looking to get as much out of this as possible, you're going to need to be in Price Labs every day. And if you've got a, a happy day job that you're good with, and this thing's just on the side to take your kids, then you don't. Um, and also there is something to be said for just, you already bought this house, forget it. You know, like th at a certain point, there is a diminished return. And I see folks on the internet all the time where they've just spent way too much time on something they already own. You just, it's not necessary, you know. Uh, put it in service, move on to the next one. The down payment is always the hard part. And so um, if you already own the asset, uh, get it where it needs to be. 
get it functioning, uh, and, uh, and move on. But yeah, you know, price labs is pricing in general is the key to success with vacation homes. You need to be spending the bulk of your time managing this property, landlording, whatever you want to call it on pricing. That's the number one thing. Get it, get it priced right. Get the butts in the seats and you'll have success. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. So uh, if you're ready to buy with us in this market, you can email us at agents at the shorttermshop.com and we'll get you connected. Or you can join our Facebook group. Same title as my book right behind me. It's called Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. We also have a live Q&A every Thursday that you can join. And you can join that at strquestions.com. You can ask us any of your burning questions about short-term rentals and we will be answering them live. And uh, I guess that's it, guys. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks for your time, Luke. And we will see you guys on the next episode. <laughs>